second oldest profession and now let's get into the show anyways i'm super glad to be here this week it was a bananas week uh my husband was gone of course for like seven days on the road which makes me a single mother and of course like the shit hits the fan the fucking family dog dies and um for those of you who know me from you know your mom's house fifo was a fixture on the show and was our first child so um obviously the emotional stuff was just draining but i've never had to get rid of a family pet um as an adult you know when you're a kid and like your pets die your family die. i don't know what my dad did he probably just drowned dogs in the pool or maybe set them free in the park um <laughs> that was the 80s i think but now you're supposed to do something anyways we uh we've we you know we've that he died in his sleep thankfully but you know you discover a dead animal in the house and then you know my first thought was like i gotta bury him in the backyard because uh (laughs) that's what you do with dead animals right you bury them where you i just want him to be where he was happy in our backyard and my brain my my lazy mom brain went where am i where am i gonna get a shovel to bury him i wonder if amazon can deliver it same day (laughs) right because I'm so lazy like I don't even think about going to like a Home Depot um and then I started thinking like oh I I can't keep my toddler away from from me burying a hole in the backyard that's not going to happen but uh I so my my doula was there who you're going to meet later in this episode uh Mitzi and she goes well when our dog died we called the service and they come and they take the the dog away and then they cremate him and then you get the ashes like in two to three weeks so I look on the internet and there's, um, <laughs> you know, they're all called like something terrible. It's all like over the rainbow or crossing the rainbow bridge or whatever, you know, horrible thing. So the guy called them, they show up and there's a big fucking rainbow van in front of my house. <laughs> so everybody's like, oh, they're really into pride, those Seguros. <laughs> and uh, then uh, it was so, it was so surreal. It's so surreal, the whole thing. And, and. And so like the, um, the dog coroner shows up and he's wearing like black scrubs, like, like, you know what I mean? Like an undertaker and I'm, I'm still in jokey mode. So I'm like, Whoa, full outfit, huh? All black, huh? Whoa. (laughs) Like I'm, (laughs) and then he comes in with like a stretcher and then he, Oh God, he puts the dog on the stretcher. And of course that's when I like lose it and I start crying and then, you know, no more jokes, but, uh, trying to keep that fun away from a toddler was, pretty exciting um because the clearly why would a three-year-old be interested in uh (laughs) a guy rolling up in a rainbow van (sighs) in a dog gurney so anyway that happens and then fucking four days later bros four days later my baby comes down with whooping cough fucking 
whooping. Like, isn't that a medieval disease like scarlet fever or typhoid? Haven't we eradicated the goddamn whooping cough? And I vaccinated my baby, BT dubs, um, but they can still get it is what the doctor said, which means that some a-hole didn't vaccinate their kid in the goddamn neighborhood and then my, both my kids had to be treated for it, which just makes my my a-hole pucker, you know, and I know I know in the in the mom community, you know, we're supposed to be all no judgment, no judgment. You do what you, you, you want to do. Well, I'm judging bitches when it affects my kid. All right. She'd be judging. And I just saw in the news that this psycho uh, Jessica Beale and <laughs> Justin Timberlake, who I like them, is, I'm sure they're lovely people. They are uh, 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 fighting a bill that would make immunizations mandatory. I can't even fucking believe. Have you heard of this stuff, Native? These two idiots? Yeah, I uh, I heard about it. Uh, I think it just came out like a day or two ago, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. And they've been hiding it pretty good. Well, see, and isn't that interesting that they've been hiding it, which implies they know that on some level it's a wacky decision. Right. To not. And I got to tell you that most people I know, like most regular moms fucking just vaccinate their kids because there was a measles outbreak um recently because of uh, people not doing it so fucking vaccinate your kid there's nothing there's nothing medically proven uh, to be wrong with these vaccines all oh, that whole thing was disproven so it's it's totally fucking garbage uh so anyway the kids are fine the dog has been dealt with and uh, after a crazy week like that the only thing a mom can do is check herself into the spa which I did on a few days ago and for five hours, five glorious child-free hours, five cry-free, husband-free. Where's the spatula? Where's the spatula? It's like when you even ask him to do something, it's like it's the first time you've ever asked him uh, to do, well, can you change the baby's diaper? Yeah, where's the where's the cream for his butt like you we've only been doing this for three and a half years you don't know where fucking anything is so they're useless um i checked myself into the spa as a point and i got ripped like i got fucking hammered i was um i was alone and i was by the pool and i drank are you ready for this guys three sauvignon blancs <laughs> What? Cool moms. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! I have not had three glasses of Sauvignon Blanc in I don't know how long. And I was out in the sun and I ordered cookies. What? And I ate a vegan salad and cookies. I'm not even a vegan. And I ended up, uh, this one I get chatty. Is when I have a few drinks in me and I talk to everybody in the pool. Me outside, how about that? Because <laughs> I'm cool like that. So I, I spark up conversations with other moms around me. And I'm talking to a pregnant lady. She's four months along. I'm talking to this mom next to me. Uh, who uh, she's so, so this mom next to me, she's like, yeah, I, I don't, uh, my husband and I aren't getting along. And I go, no kidding. Why? What's going on? She says, well, we sleep with our two-year-old in the bed. And, um, you know, I'm really hooked. I'm really bonded to my child. I'm just madly in love with her and she sleeps in between us. And we basically haven't done it in two years. <sighs> Anyways, this is why I brought on my friend Mitzi later. She's going to talk to us about 
what's a doula? First of all, she's a doula. doula. She'll talk about what a doula is and sleep training because I mean, listen, I know it's a controversial topic in the mom world, the sleep training. You can't get the baby. Don't cry. You can't let them cry. I'm not advocating letting your child cry a lot or, or become a, you know, traumatized or damaged. I am advocating for your own sanity and for the sake of your marriage uh, to get some structure in place and a schedule. I'm just saying, hey man, to each their own, if you want to sleep with your baby until they're in college, be my guest. But from what I've learned in my life, uh, to maintain the marriage, you gotta fuck. And the only way you're gonna fuck is if your kid is sleeping in their own bed. Um, you gotta bang. And I'm not even suggesting that Tom and I have a, you know, wild sex life or, or the sex life we had before we have children. That's not even possible. What I'm talking about with marital loves is like the saddest form of intercourse possible. Like just two manatees mashing against each other, maybe. Mm, just like a quick, just get it over with. Think of your country. That kind of fucking. Or even... I would never even advocate giving a blowjob because I think that's cruel and unusual punishment to tell like the mother of infant children to give blowjobs. Okay, yeah, after all day with my little kid and breastfeeding, I'm going to fucking suck my husband's dick. It's not going to happen. I know. Maybe I might suggest a loving assist. As Dan Savage, the great podcaster says, a loving assist means a hand, just a dry sad hand job or just let him do I don't know whatever he's into man let him rub against you um I just do anything just something sexual because here's the deal man you got to fake it till you make it I know you don't feel like boning your husband now uh because maybe you're like a year postpartum and your lady bits have just healed up and you're just now forgetting the trauma of birth and you're just now getting your your boobs back from being a milk supply for some little infant and you're the shell of a woman you used to be but i'm just saying it's not time i know just got you got to do something you gotta fuck you gotta do something anyways um so huge show today i'm so excited i'm so excited because i put the call out to you the watchers the listeners of where my mom's at and i asked you guys to submit um, an email, a video. Let me know what your greatest mom fail is. Let me know what your laziest mom moment is. Let me know your nightmares, your concerns, your triumphs, whatever it is. Email me at where my mom's at at gmail.com. There's no podcast, right? Nadav, I think it's just where my mom's Correct. at. Correct. Yeah. Where my mom's at at gmail.com. Or you can just go to where my mom's at.com and there's a form if you just want to send an email. But if you want to send me a video, where my mom's at at gmail.com and I'm so excited to fucking do this show and to get real on motherhood because God knows there's so much horse shit out there bitches don't tell the truth so let's go this is a cute video submitted um, from somebody named Emily um, this is a video of her little girl who's learning to read and she's looking at a picture of a frog let's hit it what is this frog <laughs> what is it Fuck. <laughs> it's so great. And look at the smile on mom's face. 
That's the best. I love that stuff. That's what kids do at that age. We have a <laughs> we have a book about um, construction trucks or whatever, and the book is called Noisy Diggers. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> Tom and I are always like, oh, he's awfully mush mouse at this age. I don't know if we should read him noisy diggers, but uh, <laughs> that's the fun, though. That's the fun. I guess the key is not to react when they do this stuff, which is so hard because it's so great when they accidentally uh, swear. Yeah. So funny story, though, my husband, uh, we have a door, we have a gate in front of our house that you have to ring a doorbell and then the doorbell's connected to our phone in our house, right? So it rings. So when the doorbell rings, you know, the dog barks and the kids scream and it's like the worst thing in the world. So every time the doorbell rings, my husband yells, fuck, fuck. And of course, who do you think picked up on that is my three-year-old. So now we've trained him like Pavlov's dog. Every time the doorbell rings, he goes, fuck. <laughs> oh, to be a parent. It's a good day. Okay. So rolling along, we got this clip uh, from Stephanie. And oh, this is cute. This is cute. I'm not sure what this means. I'll have to ask the boys here. Okay, go ahead and roll that one. Here's a tip of Minecraft. Don't waste diamonds on a hoe. <laughs> He's cute. He's got my glasses on. Here's a tip for Minecraft. What is Minecraft, you nerds? What is that? Uh, it is a it is a game that the that the kids like to play. Well, I know, but what's the? Is it like a killing thing? No, no, no. Uh, Minecraft is actually pretty wholesome. It's you know you go around and you you dig for things. You you gather elements and then you try and craft them into other things. Turn them into other stuff. I've personally never gotten into it, but I know that the kids are all about it. Okay. Well, don't give hoes. Don't give the diamonds to hoes. Right. I, I think the hoe is, <laughs> is a digging tool in that game. Oh. So he's trying, you know, I don't, I don't think he, maybe he knows what he's saying. I don't, I don't know if he's very aware, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good that we got that on video. I love it. Oh, my God. Thank you, Stephanie. That's fucking amazing. Don't waste diamonds on a hoe. All right, so I got your emails, and next up, let's cover my favorite subject, Mom Fails. Now it's time for a round of Mom, Mom fails. fails, the game. <laughs> I love Mom Fails, the game. We don't have a game today, but um, I think it's so important for us to hear the horror stories uh, with other moms because we only see the good stuff on Instagram and that shit's bullshit. We all know that. Um, so let's hear the real deal. Uh, this one came in from who's this? Who this? Oh, Brittany. I, won't, I don't want to say people's last names because I think people are nine times out of 10 when these women submit, they're like, do not use my name. This is mortifying. I will be mortified if you say. Um, okay. Okay. So this one says, uh, when my two-year-old was five or six months old, he fell off my bed twice. When I had another, I told myself I would be more careful. My second is three months old now and somehow slipped out of his swing. <laughs> P.S. There were no injuries at the time. I know. Isn't that the worst? That is the fucking worst. I've done this too. Um, I've done this too. I think everyone, I think you're, all kids roll off the bed at some point. Um, when Ellis was five months old, I think uh, we were on the bed playing and like I turned my back for a second and he just, and all I heard was katonk and he was down. And then Julian, 
Has he rolled off yet? I think he did. Yeah, in the guest room. Uh, but thankfully, that's why we have carpet. And, you know, they're very... Their bones are made of rubber at this age, thankfully. And, you know, baby teeth, they're meant to fall out. So it's all good anyways. Okay, so this next one is from A.L. Okay. She don't even go by a fake first name. She like, don't even, don't even give me a fake name, bitch. I do not want to be known because of this. It's just A.L. All right, A.L. Oh my God, this one is my nightmare. Here's my biggest mom fail. I came home from a weekend with my boyfriend, divorced mommy here, threw my overnight bag on my bedroom floor and forgot about it. Lazy, she writes in parentheses. The next morning when I got out of the shower, I saw my toddler son sitting by the open bag, eating my birth control pills like candy. Oh my God. Oh, it's up here too. Horror of horrors, emergency room visit. He had to drink a giant glass of charcoal to absorb it. Had to bribe him with a shopping spree at Toys R Us immediately afterwards to get him to drink it. I've done that too. Uh, he is 22 years old now and I am proud I am proud that somehow I kept him alive. I really doubted my mom abilities after that happened. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no shit, I would too. LL, cool J. Uh, that is fucking horrifying. <laughs> horrifying yet totally um, understandable and relatable. Two-year-olds get into everything. I think I, I pulled a battery out of my two-year-old's mouth a few times, um, a quarter easily, but not birth control pills does your 22 year old son he's 22 now does he have titties did he grow a vag <laughs> is he one of these people with pronouns that we all have to memorize is he non-binary queer i don't know no i'm just kidding i don't know um well cool at least he knows uh and he's at least he knows how inconvenient and expensive birth control is and he's more you know sympathetic he's woke now to the woman's plight but that is fucking brutal. And he had to pump his stomach. Oh, what a poor baby, poor baby. But poor mom, I think, too, because we get more upset about that stuff than they do, right? Um, I often bribe my toddler um, with toys and uh, ice cream is the biggest bribe. And I know that the, the psychologist will be like, don't. You shouldn't bribe them. You shouldn't bribe them to do things like brush their teeth. or Like, oh, fuck you. Fuck off. Come over and raise my kid then because it is hard to do without bribery. I fully advocate it. If it's good for them, who cares? Okay. Hi, Christina. So this is my, oh, let's do the next one. Oh yeah, this is my best mom fail ever. When my son was two, my husband had to leave on business travel. That night, I went to walk out into my garage to put in a load of laundry when I came eye to eye with a mouse ugh, sitting on my washer. Of course, I freaked out and said shit multiple times as any good mother would, would do, ran inside and slammed the door. My son, who was sitting in the living room playing, was utterly unfazed by the commotion and, conf and continued to play. I, of course, having no husband at home, quickly jumped on a group chat with my friends to be entirely overdramatic and discuss what I should do about the black-eyed monster, all of like five ounces in my garage. While debating whether or not to engage in nuclear warfare, my two beautiful but worthless cats, of course, cats are the fucking worst, aren't they? <sighs> Cats were so, the cats were hungry, so I set down two plates of wet food to appease the fluffy gods. After a bit of back and forth in the chat, I worked up the courage to look into the garage. The mouse had vanished. 
I gave the group the update and just as we were saying goodbyes, I heard my fluffy white Persian cat meowing over and over in discontentment. I came around the corner and there was my two-year-old son eating her wet food. (sighs) Nothing in life can prepare you for what human breath and cat food smells like pure assumption here possibly a decaying body is close to the smell i ran my son upstairs put him in the bath washed out his mouth over and over my head i'm like holy fuck i let my child eat cat food (laughs) i'm like well technically this is the universe's fucking fault uh like hey let's pick this girl as a parent hilarious just about then my son tells me mommy i don't feel good i pick him up out of the bath and start to say well baby that's That's why you shouldn't eat barf all in my face, in my mouth, in my hair. Digested cat food vomit. Oh, my. (sighs) I have a severe vomiting thing. Just about the, uh, the moment I was going to return the favor to my son, his two little eyes looked at me like I am going to die. I wiped the vomit off my face and say, it's okay, baby. We'll take a shower and clean off in mommy and daddy's room. As I proceed to my master bedroom, I should tell you that I have now forgotten about the fact that my fluffy white demon cat has no food. This cat is a calculating and resentful bitch. God rest her soul. As I step through the threshold of my room, I step on something warm, small, and bumpy. First thought, holy fuck, I stepped on the mouse. Completely last thought to what it actually was. I stepped in shit. My cat was so pissed that the baby ate her food. She shit in the doorway to our room. Oh my God. Conclusion is fuck mice. I can't. The, the conclusion is, I think we can all agree that cats are terrible pets to have. I think that's the real conclusion that cats are selfish. That is so nasty. But I think um, we were talking about it earlier. Why? Why cat food would make somebody vomit? Like what's in there? And I think it's because the FDA doesn't regulate cat, the meat that goes into cat food, like they do for human food. So there's probably it's probably full of bacteria and maggots and like salmonella because cats stomachs can handle it i'm just kidding i don't really hate cats um but uh oh i ate dog food once that's true nadav is reminding me i did eat. i took a, it was a nibble it was a nibble but but if you eat the whole can i'm sure it'll get you sick did you okay so you didn't yeah. get sick from that no just a nibble won't get you sick that's why dogs are better that's why dogs are better <laughs> clearly dog people um wow that's fucking disgusting I'm trying to think if I, I've, I haven't let my kid have dog food. They have my Ellis once ate an entire napkin when he was a baby. <laughs> he was sitting on my lap and I was talking to some friends and he just devoured a napkin. And I remember my friend being like, is he supposed to be eating that? I'm like, yeah, he loves it. It's fiber. It's good. It's how he stays so thin. It's what models do. You never heard that? Did you know that models eat napkins to stay thin or tissue? They do. It's disgusting. But they're prettier than me. That's why they they do the time. I, isn't that crazy to eat a napkin to stay skinny? It's not even worth it. All right. Um, oh, yeah. My, my other son, Julian, almost choked on a cucumber last week. I let him eat like a chunk of cucumber. Um, I'm pretty sure I've given my kids too much Tylenol at some point too and you know what i mean it's like three in the morning and they're crying you're like just take it Mm. all right next oh my gosh let's do mom of the week i have found the mom of now let's take a look at our mom of the week (laughs) i love this guy this is actually a guy it's a guy um david sent this in check out how adorable david is hey mommy christina David 
D here. And <clears throat> while I'm not a mommy, uh, I am all I am a mommy, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so my worst mom moment is my is actually my worst dad moment. And it happens all the time uh, because I parent equally with my wife. We both work. We're both, so we got both, you know how it goes. We both got to split the load equally. Whenever I'm out anywhere with my infant daughter or, or even my, my, my two-year-old um, and my wife isn't present, I get this, oh, are you mommy for today? Are you, are you mom, uh, Mr. Mom? No. There's a name for that and it's fucking, it's a dad. I'm the dad for the day. And so, uh, so that's my biggest mom failure. Thank you very much. I love it. I love you, David. And I think that's a failure on all the moms at the fucking park. Aren't they the worst? I hate that shit, man. I go to the park. I drink my beer like I'm supposed to. You fucking chill out. And all these other moms, man, they got to ruin it for you. Mr. Mom. By the way, I am so shocked that you equal parent. I mean, like, I guess that's the goal right in society is that men do as much work as women i have to tell you that i am super jealous of lesbians because <laughs> when you have a kid you're like i just i wish i was a lesbian so like i could you know be like a sister wife wouldn't it be great just to have a sister wife like all these weird is it mormons that they have multiple wives and then there's that stupid show where they the, all the, the tlc show you know and then all they're worried about is where is this loser gonna sleep at night you know i'm talking about the husband the sister wife show and the husband looks like um you know he's got that stupid dutch boy haircut he's got like the the lloyd christmas bowl cut and he looks like a total you know what you know what do i have to say it r word and the guy looks and, and he's not cute he's not some trophy and then all the the wives are like well he slept in her room tonight. i'm like bitch what do you care what do you care you guys have free nannies all of you can take care of each other's children it's a dream come true mr mom <laughs> are you that's what tom says when he takes our kids out in public that people are like where's your wife like it's this weird thing um that a man is actually out with his children. How fucking sad is that? I mean, I, Tom and I don't parent equally. No fucking way. I'm clearly the heavy lifter. And I would say that most moms do uh, more of the childcare stuff. Now, it just so happens in our family, Tom is a much bigger breadwinner than I am. So I'm like, yeah, go earn that scratch so I can, you know, take care of our kids. But <sighs> that's the future, dude. Can you imagine in the past, though, like in the 1950s, dads didn't even talk to their kids i don't even think my dad knows my middle name or when my birthday is Nadav, do you think you have a shitty dad uh, an israeli dad yeah he knows when my birthday is does he know your middle name uh i don't have one because i'm so israeli is that right yeah we don't have i mean yeah i, I don't know any israeli that has a middle name why is that um i'm not sure i mean our names are just so unique There's so you only, only one of us you uh, uh so you only have a first and a last God, that's so weird. Yeah, sorry. Um, What about you, Potter Cockroach? Does your dad know your middle name? Uh, Yeah. You think so? Does he know, like... It's almost my first name. Yeah. And does he know, like, your interests and stuff? Does he know my what? I'm sorry. Like, your interests? Does he know what you like in life and stuff? Like, what you do for a living? Does he know details? Uh, I don't know that he knows details because I don't know that he understands... (laughs) 
uh, what it is that I have been doing, but um, <laughs> he's like, it's on the internet, you know, whatever. <laughs> he knows I do comedy. Yeah, I don't think my dad knows anything about um, my children. I don't even think he knows my, my children's names. I'm pretty sure that's not. All right. Okay, let's go to this next segment. This is all from you guys. Thank you so much. Keep submitting because I love doing this stuff. I love doing this. Okay, next segment is what would Christina P. do? That's me. You got mom questions. CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P. do? Such a ridiculous intro. Uh, Okay, this comes from Amanda. First question. Have you ever accidentally shit your pants after being a mom? Hello, after being a mom, before being a mom, during being a mom. Yeah, all times are times I've shit my pants. Um, but especially after giving birth, cause you're, everything's all loose, especially cause I got episiotomied. So my sphincter muscles were very loose. And I remember like, if I felt the urge to Brown after I had both my kids, I had exactly three seconds to get to a toilet. Um, otherwise it would just come out of me. And I, I sharded a bunch after I had Julian, it was worse than with Ellis, but yeah, who hasn't, who doesn't shit their pants? Oh, stupid question. Okay. Next. Oh, this one makes my heart hurt. Um, it says, hi, Christina. Oh, I can read up there. Duh. I'm a first time mom, 24 years old, and my daughter will be nine months old in a few months. I absolutely love her and I wouldn't trade her for anything in the world, but I'm having such a hard time being okay with what my body looks like now after having her. I'm self-conscious about everything, the weight I've gained, boobs don't look like they used to, stretch out, stretched out vag, etc. I've always been extremely self-conscious and critical of myself but now it has gotten so much worse and i'm always being negative about myself and i've noticed that it started to bother my husband he's always so kind and loving tells me i'm beautiful and he loves my body but sometimes i feel that he's not being honest just nice to make me feel better about myself Sometimes I even feel that he doesn't think I'm sexy or attractive anymore. I've talked to him about it and he tells me that I'm projecting my own feelings onto him. Has this happened to you and how do you deal with it? Is there something that Tom did for you that helped you with it? How do you feel confident in your sex life with Tom after having kids? Thanks so much, mama. Okay. Well, first of all, this is something the guys pointed out. I didn't even notice is that you're 24 years old. Um, and at 24, bitches be snapping back, yo. Now it might take you, here's the thing people don't really tell you is that I would, I would say realistically, it takes about two years to snap back. Like physically your body needs to, to heal back together. You've literally been split apart. Your pelvis, right? Comes together. <laughs> two bones come here and that your pelvis was opened up about this much. If you had a natural, whatever vaginal delivery and it came out and then now you're healing so your joints are out of whack, everything. If you're still breastfeeding, I don't know if you still are. All that stuff just takes time. So give yourself two years postpartum. Now, you're asking what, what I do. And I got to tell you that, listen, man, I, I, wish, I wish I could lie and tell you that like I'm this... Um, that I'm this person who's got like all the self-esteem and you should love your mom, but you should love yourself because everybody's beautiful and we're all, we're all snowflakes and everything's great. It, uh, it's a long road. I'll be honest. Um, it's a long road to accept that, um, you know, you, you just kind of have a dog shit mom bod 
And that's kind of the truth. Now, here's the thing. I kind of had a dog shit bod before I had children. I'm older than you. So accepting your shitty body is also part of aging and the wrinkles on your face and, you know, losing your looks is kind of part of the natural atrophy of life. Um, Now, that being said, you know, your wrecked mom bod is the price of admission into mommy town and it's a huge price to pay, but ultimately worth it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna get old and flabby anyways. You may as well have babies and just let that ship go down in flames. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but here's what hurts us. And I think, I think the problem is why you're hurting, why you're in so much suffering. Um, the reason humans suffer is, uh, we don't accept things as they are. Right. And especially our culture will tell you that you need to be young forever 21 right you need to be young and hot and happy all the time and that's just not the case it's not even possible um so here's the reality of the situation and this is why i have a problem with this new uh, bullshit inclusion culture that tells you that everyone's pretty we're all equal we're all fantastic no so no no sweeties we have to accept that we are not the people we were before we had children you have to accept that there are people better looking than you. It's true. There are people that are prettier than you, that are smarter than you, that are faster than you, that do better than you in general. And I think the sooner you can accept that fact, the happier you're going to be. And you're going to accept where your bod is at. And you're going to be a lot happier when you stop striving um, to be the person you were before. You just got to surrender, surrender, surrender. Now, uh, that being said, once you've accepted your new shitty mom bod, you got to work with the pile of dog shit that you have. What that means is, since I have children, I dress myself differently. I may spend a little more money tailoring clothing so that it fits me better. Not obviously this top, but other things. Um, I buy bras that fit me better so that my clothes look better. I do Pilates twice a week to try to maintain whatever mess that I do have. I watch what I eat for the most part. I eat pop tarts, but not the frosted kind. So I see it as some kind of a diet move. It's better than the frosted kind. <laughs> Anyways, um, you fight the good fight. I'm not saying you should throw in the towel and just accept that you're, you know, slovenly, but you fight the good fight knowing that it may never be what it was before, but you have beautiful children. You have a beautiful child. And the best part is you're getting older and so is your spouse. Your spouse is getting fatter and balder every day. And so are you in a way, right? You're both atrophying and dying together. So like when Tom and I get naked and do it, we both accept that we both look like shit naked. And it's like, what are you going to, you know what I mean? You, you just, not only that, men really don't care. When your husband tells you, I don't care, just listen to him. I, I promise you. Let me ask these two knuckle, three knuckleheads. When a girl is naked in your bed, do you give a shit if she's a little chunky or her titties are sagging? Are you just stoked that there's a girl in your bed? Nah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, she she's naked. That's pretty cool. Right? See? Yep. It just, all they want is friction. Naked. It doesn't even matter. That's in our head. And, um, you know, the truth of it is I, I can't, I can't tell you how to accept, but I know that that's been the secret in my life is just like, Hey dude. Also too, I saw this great interview with Kelly Cutrone. She's a publicist 
and um, she's about 50 years old and she works with these models and an interviewer asked her, well, how do you deal with working with all these young, beautiful girls when you're like essentially this 50 year old woman? And she had the most wonderful response. She said, well, I appreciate their beauty. I appreciate them for being young and beautiful. I had my time and now it's their time. And that's how I feel as a uh, soon to be 43 year old woman is that I love young, beautiful girls. I, I celebrate them and I, I think it's wonderful to be perfect and beautiful. I am not, but they are. Now you're only 24. You can fucking snap back. So get your ass in the gym. <laughs> go get your Botox. Go get your fitting pants and fight the good fight. Because 24, you can still look good. Um, and if not, there's always cosmetic surgery. Okay. Forget everything I said before. L- let me do uh, this last question and we'll, we'll get to Mitzi who's coming in. I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. This is Rebecca. Rebecca from Ohio. She asks me, my husband and I are about to start trying. This will be our first child. What is your advice to new parents? And what are the things that no one tells you about becoming a mom? Okay, Rebecca, here's what you're going to do when you're going to try to get pregnant. Um, you're going to drink and you're going to fuck. And then you're going to drink and fuck and drink and fuck until you get pregnant. Um, cause that's really from all my friends. Um, that's kind of the secret is getting, getting ripped and boning. Um, I can tell you this nonsense about, Hey, don't stress out, just relax. Um, but that's kind of not accurate because it's hard not to stress out about trying to get pregnant because fertility is a roller coaster. It is up and down and, and it's uncertain and it's majorly stressful. So you're going to need emotional support. I would, I'll, for anybody and anybody in any stage in their life, go to fucking therapy, get into therapy. Um, for other people listening, oh, 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 before you get preggers, I would say uh, get your body into good shape, the best shape that you possibly can. Do get your core strong because you're going to need it to carry the baby. Get your weight down to a respectable number. Be on a diet that way, a healthy diet. I mean, not a, not a dieting diet. So that by the time you get pregnant, you know, you're, you're optimal. Um, and this is sounding really stupid, but track your cycles. I was so dumb. We were trying to have a baby for like months and I wasn't even tracking my cycles. Um, so learn when you're ovulating, get those sticks at the, the Rite Aid and you pee on them and they tell you if you're fertile or not. And when it tells you you're fertile, go fuck. Because there's really only like, two to four days of a window that you can get pregnant in. So the rest of the banging you're just doing for, you know, recreation and who wants to bang their husband for fun. So make sure uh, you track where you're at and also travel. Try traveling while you're getting pregnant. If you do get pregnant soon, you won't be traveling so much. Um, So have fun with it. Go take a trip that you've always wanted to take and start banging on that trip. My first son, Ellis, was conceived uh, in Virginia Beach, right next to that funny bone there. (laughs) That was one of the last few trips we took to the funny bone. Um, And also for older bitches listening, like me, um, a lot of women, maybe you want to get pregnant or you're, you're panicked about getting pregnant. I would suggest if you can, Go bank your eggs. Go freeze your eggs. If you're in your 30s and you're like, I don't know, I wanna, I don't wanna hurry it. I don't know if I wanna have children. Just bank your eggs, and that way there's no rush, and you can always thaw those puppies out, and use them when you want to. Okay, but just go bang. Um, I had a great story. My my gynecologist, 
uh, was trying to get pregnant, trying to get pregnant, trying to get pregnant. Finally, she hired a surrogate when the surrogate was three months pregnant. What do you think happened? My gynecologist got pregnant naturally. And they told her, oh, that she knew. She's like, I'm never getting pregnant. I said, well, how did you do it? How did you do it? She said, well, I drank a lot and we fucked a lot. So there you go. That's always the secret is drinking and screwing. That's how reckless teenagers do it. So, okay, that's it. Uh, so, so next I have uh, Mitzi Sanchez, my doula. She's going to be coming in. Um, we're going to have an interview about sleep training and um, getting your life back after you have the baby. And uh, what the heck is a doula? So when you see me, I'll be sitting on the side of the desk a little further to the left. Okay. And now back to the show. Okay, mommies. I am so excited. Today, my beloved friend, um, sister, wife, life partner. No, uh, my friend, uh, doula, Mitzi Sanchez is here today. Hey. <laughs> so I, I wanted to bring you in today because we've been discussing um you know, marriage and sex after having babies. And like, how do you have a marriage after you have babies? And the thing that's really helped Tom and I is sleep training. Mm -hmm. And so Mitzi um, has was my postpartum doula and sleep trained our second son, Julian, over the course of, we kept her way longer than we <laughs> needed to because I loved her so much. You've basically been living in my house at nights for like the last year almost. Yeah. And you sleep train our son. And now mm -hmm. what that means is I literally put him in the crib. I say, good night. I walk mm -hmm. away and my baby sleeps mm -hmm. 12 hours through the night. What? Yes. It is fucking possible. And I brought the guru, the one and only Mitzi here. So Mitzi Sanchez, first of all, hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I love you. I miss you. you. <laughs> I miss you so much. You lived in my house for a year. I miss my buddy. I know, yeah. Julian. Yeah. You and him have such a great bond. Yeah. I and you're so kind and you're so loving and you did such an amazing job with Thank him. Thank you. It, it makes me sad to see you because I miss you. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I see you and then I'm, I think of Julian and I, and I miss me. my buddy. So I need to I get to come back and yeah, visit. So, so first of all, for everybody who's watching and listening, what the fuck is a doula? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Um, I didn't even know what a doula was uh, up until, well, actually... First of all, there's two different types of doulas. There is a postpartum doula, which is after giving birth. Uh, and then there is a birth doula. I went into the business. Wait, hold on. But I think a birth doula is what most people listening assume a doula is. Meaning right. like some woman who, who is like lighting incense and maybe... Uh, you're in a birthing tub with her and she's you know saying witchcraft chants or something <laughs> hippie like people imagine like a horrible right. hippie yes. experience and and that's why i want to just bring awareness to doula about doulas because people have so many different types of ideas or just you know misconceptions about it um Basically, no, it's not like that, but... <laughs> there's no witchcraft involved? No, I mean, there's all types of doulas nowadays. Like, there's all types of doulas. Um, so, birth doula. Basically, what it is, it's uh, someone coming in, helping you... Uh, to help. They help support emotionally and physically Yeah. through it all. Um, 
so you show up like you're third trimester pregnant and that's kind of when you start looking for your birth doula well there is some couples i mean the sooner the better because you get booked up fast which we'll talk about later yes so but the doula comes and meets you when you're pregnant and kind of helps the prenatal meeting the prenatal to help you like through the the chaos of pregnancy and the fear and the anxiety yes, i'm assuming and the physical calm you. yeah calm you kind of prepare you mentally physically there's so many ways to calm your nerves these days um that you now, give your mom's heroin right or weed <laughs> <laughs> lots of no no Just no, no guys, lots of uh no no. never that no. <laughs> <laughs> but um there is different ways to kind of just the more knowledge you have more preparation you you prepare yourself mentally and then you it's can huge. prepare yourself physically once you get educated and know what to expect your body can relax mm. so it knows what to expect and it doesn't go into panic mode mm-hmm. once you go into panic mode that's when it's more painful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when the doula comes in for the prenatal meetings and we just take care of you, help you get to where you need to be to have this baby. Mm-hmm. Once you're prepared mentally, you can prepare your body physically mm-hmm. and have the knowledge to have your body so relaxed or to remain calm huge when the time comes when your body is calm and relaxed and know what's happening then you can get to your place where you're focused and your body just have to trust your body to do its thing it's gonna do by that you mean like yeah so you have to be 10 centimeters dilated before you can start pushing that baby out Mm -hmm. so that's really the process you're talking about is being relaxed through the contractions yes and then allowing your your Mm -hmm. cervix to dilate to get to 10 which is what the size of uh what's 10 centimeters it's like this crazy the size of yeah crazy and it's crazy it's crazy what our bodies go through and then after having the baby guess what yeah you you slowly get back to where you need to be which is i mean it's crazy then after having the baby you realize oh my god what my body just went through that my body (laughs) (laughs) i'm still marveling had a human living in there i know so you know what i love about you and about well you personally and what you do for women is i I really wish i would have known about doulas when i had my first son ellis because my mother my mother was not an option for me and i also didn't have i don't have a sister i don't have grandparents around Mm -hmm. me i don't have family at all Mm -hmm. and i think it's so important for a woman who's becoming a mother to have a mother figure in her life to walk her through this transformation it really is a transformation it's 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 life-changing it is and and to not and to have a guide which is essentially what you are you Mm -hmm. are a baby expert a newborn (laughs) expert and quite literally what mitzi did for me is she came to counsel me right like third trimester you started coming around yeah taking care of me i met you at the second trimester right i came in to do like the prenatal meetings at third trimester. right and we talk how you're feeling how's your diet how are you sleeping she would relax me. She loves using lavender. It sounds hippie, but it, it's not that hippie when you do it's, it. Actually. It's very calming. Yeah. And you got to do whatever calms the 
the your body and yes. baby likes it too and baby does like it that's right i remember julian yeah, would start kick. kicking yeah, yeah. He would kick. and um and so you also talk about your birth plan which you know you can plan for things but the reality is they ain't no fucking plan yeah i mean you gotta go to what at the moment everything could just change last minute so you gotta be open you yeah. gotta be open to whatever is going to be the safest and you know at the moment just get you get you through it yeah so so we're talking about the birth doula which is someone that assists you through the actual birthing process and that's something you do and then there's also the postpartum doula which is what mitzi uh, was doing for me for the last year basically and that is like man ladies if you're listening and you have the resources Go get yourself a Mitzi Sanchez, if not Mitzi Sanchez herself, <laughs> if you live in the Los Angeles area. Um, find a woman who Mighty can books. support you. Because I think even no matter how loving yeah. your husband is, no matter how great yeah. people are, there's nobody often there to take care of mom yes. and to take care of that newborn. And, and, it's and a new also thing. For, for daddy too. And daddy too. Um, it's like yeah. a family thing. Whoever's in there, and it, it's, it's a process for, it's a life-changing experience for the whole family. Yeah. So, of course, mommy first, you know. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the Number one's doing one the work here. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's also, it's a transition for everyone, you know. Um, so, we're there to come and help and support, guide, mm-hmm. and, yeah, guide I mean, you through it. And quite literally, you know, uh, my births were, thank God, so easy. Yeah. I mean, Julian popped Great. out. Bang, we called you. Yep. Mitzi shows up at the hospital at whatever point you choose or a doula, whatever. And then I literally got to hand Julian to you yep. and take a fucking nap because, <laughs> you know, you haven't slept in nine months, yeah. really. Now mm-hmm. I have an older baby. I haven't slept in three years at that point. So when after labor, you're exhausted. Yeah, sleep is crucial. It's crucial. So to have someone that. there that you trust, which I trust you with my baby's life, to hold, you held him all oh, night. So yummy. Oh, and it I, was the best. <laughs> it was the best. Yes. Oh, yeah. And she lets you sleep. And what happens when it's time to breastfeed? She'll mm-hmm. quietly walk over to you and be like, it's time to breastfeed. And then she puts the baby on you. Suck, suck, suck. Mm-hmm. She takes the baby away. She changes the baby and she puts the baby and back to bed. You get to just do your thing, relax, sleep. It's a miracle. <laughs> God bless the doula. Yeah. God yeah. bless and the doula. I mean, for those that really love this, you know, it's like anything else that you have, you know, you're passionate about. Doesn't feel like a job to me. No, which, and I believe that with you. I mean, it just comes so natural. And so I'm just naturally nurturing. And so for me, it's like my dream job. Oh, my God. It's I get to cuddle with Stay my, all night. you know, my babies. <laughs> oh, I know. You it's do the best. Them. I love it. You do love them. So... So, um, so, okay, hold on, let me see. Okay, so we're talking about what you do. You take that baby, and let's talk about sleep training. Mm-hmm. Because a huge part of today's episode um, is like getting your marriage on track after you have a baby. Because mm-hmm. it throws a wrench in everything, and when do you have time for sex? That's a huge question I get mm-hmm. asked. Now, yeah. a huge part of that is sleep training. Yeah. Now, what is sleep training? You have to. You have to sleep train these babies. Yeah. Otherwise, you will have your baby kind of controlling and... Yeah. Controlling you. Controlling you. And, you you know, 
which they do the anyways and, even right right of course but i mean it's a whole different story when you have them sleep trained versus having you know them co sleep with you or just having structure is mm-hmm. is big it's a huge thing um yeah i think everyone and a lot of people don't know right you feel like you have to have the baby sleep with you or you have to attend to its every need uh, at night which is not the case you know well in the very beginning the newborn of course yeah the first 12 weeks i would say yeah like of course they're right next to you because i can't co-slept in a sense like in in a in In a bassinet bassinet right Mm -hmm. next to you the first 12 weeks they're so vulnerable and they feed every two hours for hours but then you said like once they're babies like three months yeah yeah. i mean once they're you're able to get the you know the green light to have them sleep train once they they're no longer needing the middle of the night feeds Mm. and you can wean them off that's when you slowly wean them off but you have them after two months you want to get them out of the bassinet and sleeping in their crib in their Mm -hmm. room so the first two months are crucial you do want to have them in your bassinet in your room you can't sleep train no, then. it's not because they don't have the self-soothing mechanisms. No, it's, no. Not, it's not possible. The goal is yeah. to have them find a way to self-soothe. And once I come in, this is where I kind of, you know, educate the parents and teach them what are their self-soothing mechanisms and what your baby can do to self-soothe. Mm-hmm. So eventually we can start the uh you know the sleep training process mm-hmm. and you can have a life after yes girl this is important get it your is important life. it's so to, important man to get your because once you put a structure in place for that baby now yeah. everybody in the family knows what to expect and right. when and um there's cues yeah i love it so what so what you did for our son just so yeah. that people know what the process is so like around five months i think we were able to kind of really get into sleep training i mean you started early as in you set up a routine right. around eight weeks right at the very beginning actually the routine meaning it's five thirty. it's time for a bath yep we always take the bath now we know mm-hmm. that six o'clock is the bedtime yeah we, we close the drapes babies love machine. routines love routines babies love and they respect they respond well to routines. So structure is really important for babies um, because they know what to expect. They know what comes next. And so it it just comes so much easier. Mm-hmm. It just makes your life so much easier. Of course. So the baby learns these cues yeah. and you teach them very early the cues. And then when the baby reaches a certain weight and like you said, doesn't have yep. to sleep, can, can go through the night without multiple feedings. You drop the night. Oh, no, we do the night feed first. And yeah. then you drop the night well, feed. Yeah. And it's a process. You know, it's not going to just happen from one day to the next. Like, it's a process. And babies need to be trained. They need to be guided. Mm-hmm. So if you have these tools or the information, then you know, it just makes it so much easier. Definitely. So yeah. you put the baby down. What we do in our home, just so you guys know, you put the baby down around 630 like I said, bottle. We have a routine that you mm-hmm. in, instilled in the kid. Yeah. Bath time is at 5.30, yep. 6 o'clock jammies. We play for a little bit. Put him in the crib. He plays with the mobile. Baba in there. Yeah, and he, 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 <laughs> he loves knows. it. He loves it. He loves it. He's waiting for it. He wants 
yeah the you know the next activity to come he already knows the process and yeah. he can't wait for it can't wait and he loves to self-soothe yeah because what he does is she trained him to reach for the passy so if he, let's say the ba- all babies wake up in the night all, all adults wake up in the night but we don't cry and freak out we just mm-hmm. go oh i have to go back to sleep so yeah. you're teaching the baby Train right yeah. yeah like i wake up well, how can i soothe he grabs a passy boom pops it in or he has a, a, a lovey you lovey. gave him lots of loveys yes. And then they self-soothe themselves right back to sleep. And then mom doesn't have to get up 50 times a night. Yeah. And guess what? You can fuck your husband and watch Netflix. Yeah, and it's crucial. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> and that baby will have two or three naps during the day, depending on his age. Once you get the yeah. nights down, you get your days scheduled. And then you have a life. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, it is frustrating through the process. Of There's, course. Slow. It's frustrating. It's not like this easy thing where, you know, it's like boom, 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 done. No, no, no. There's going to be frustrating moments and nights and you want to give up. But at the end of the day, like, I know I've done this for so long that at the end of the day, I know what the outcome is i know that there's going to be nights where that baby is really testing you yeah it's really two you nights know, ago was a yeah little, but then last night not even a peep oh see, yeah see 12 hours and i mentioned my baby sleeps both of them 12 hours and a it's three-year-old and it's um, nice one right? no it's the only way to live yeah and like i said my husband and i have a glass of something he smokes yeah. a cigar we watch netflix we chill yeah because of sleep training is there are there any books you might recommend for people to read on how to sleep train their child children if they can't hire you is there anything out there that you recommend for people to read to provide structure um, for their babies oh my gosh um i'm going blank right now that's okay you know what you can do There's, is tack it on the yeah the blog on my website yeah, um, yeah. where I'll my mom's at dot com I'll give you the names um the we used the book for to sleep train their first kid the sleep easy solution Oh. which is pretty good and i oh i know that sleep training is very controversial because of the crying right there's so talk so to me about that because we did a cry free more or less yeah. sleep training with julian and let's talk about that how yeah. did you do that so okay so i we didn't use a cried out um we basically used more of a gentle way there okay so if i placed the bit julian down I put him down and he's just, I, I give him his lovey, his password, whatever he uses to kind of self-soothe, to help self-soothe him. And I walk away. Mind you, nights is straight business. So <laughs> no playing, that means no playing, no, playing. Yeah. no, like no talking. So they know it's business time because mm-hmm. sometimes they will, you know, they'll try to laugh or try to giggle and play and it's hard not to, but you just kind of say okay good night and you walk away everything you know lights out and um sometimes he'd cry you know he'd cry for a little bit but i wouldn't let him cry for more than like maybe 30 seconds when we first started mm-hmm. and then i would go in go in tell him everything's okay you know you're okay you're we're fine you're in your crib okay let's go back to sleep and it's more of a comfort right where you come in and you comfort him but he knows it's not going to be playtime like i'm not going to pick him up so i don't pick him up i kind of just rub his back and kind of like play with his hair i'm not in there for like longer than 10 seconds Mm -hmm. just straight business and i walk away Mm -hmm. um that happens again i give him another minute but i'm not letting him cry it out just give him some time to kind of 
you know, kind of collect themselves, so try to self-soothe. And we slowly do that every night, mm-hmm. but not to full cry. Right, right cuz that's not great either as a parent to hear your kid wailing. It's so that's hard. it's the worst. And I think that's people's aversion to sleep training when they're like, I don't want to hear my baby. It's horrible. Nobody wants to hear a hysterical baby, but if you do it in increments like what she's talking about like a 30 second cry. Okay. Usually after a minute. Yeah, it's and then not surprisingly like you'd be surprised maybe that happens like once and then they yeah. get it. They, they get it quick. They know. And so, well, because they're smart. Yeah, small oh, babies children, are so smart. <laughs> they know they how to smart. They know how to get you back. Like a, the three-year-old is a negotiator. Remember Ellis? You'd mm-hmm. watch me put him down. Like my daughter's too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. You have a six-year-old girl, yeah. Uh, five. She'll be oh, six five. in December. So yeah, and okay. you know they they become master negotiators oh. and manipulators because mm-hmm. they know your buttons. Like mommy, I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they know, and because they know yeah. that we love them. Of course, we're gonna you know. They know we're not going to leave them or say no or let them. But of course, so so what you do with this method is you kind of, it's a gentle. We yes. did not let him wail and suffer. Um, oh, what else was I going to talk about? Oh, I just drew a blank and I was so excited. Mm. It was about sleep training. So yeah, it's wonderful to provide structure. Oh, I was going to tell you too, another argument for sleep training. If those of you who are co-sleeping right now, a lot of moms I know, they co-sleep for like a year or two. And then by the second year, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't have a life. I don't have my husband. The marriage is suffering. The husband's on the couch. What what do I, uh, uh, too late. Um, And that's harder to sleep train, obviously, by the time they're two and three. Um, it's not impossible. I just, I understand it's a lot easier to start them from yes. the very beginning. Yes. Yeah. It's also when, okay, about sleep training. Also, when you decide you want to sleep train, it's like a commitment. Yes. The where, whole, everyone has to be on board. Yes. Everyone yeah. has to be on board. Everyone, you know, taking care of the baby that's involved in, uh, you know, the baby's life. So it's also, it's a commitment, meaning where you got to be at home by a certain time because then it throws everything off. Oh, yeah. So it's a commitment. That baby's not going to be out in the streets at 9 p.m. Exactly. I mean, I see little babies out yeah. at the Dodger games and shit. I'm like, who is bringing their fucking eight-month-old baby to the bar? To the I restaurant? mean, and you see it all the Go time. Home. But then you have friends telling me, I don't, my baby can't sleep and they don't go to sleep till midnight. And so it's a commitment. If you decide you want to sleep train the baby you got to know that you got to be home by a certain time so the baby can you know do its bedtime routine yeah you can't be out partying you can't be out like that's the hard part for some people right see i i am neurotic and i love structure (laughs) i have a a lot of anxiety so keeping the schedule for me is a sense of relief and also a lot of therapists will tell you Mm -hmm. that because little small children their every day is new every day their brain is making new connections the world is already scary for them in a sense so if you can provide structure where they know hey it's lunchtime at noon i go for my nap at two i'm gonna wake up and then we're gonna play until six and then i sleep again they don't have to worry about what's gonna what's gonna happen next what's my day gonna be like and when you alleviate that anxiety they can learn a lot faster yes or get overstimulated babies get overstimulated easily yeah oh yeah and what i mean by that is when you have like a really cranky baby and they're crying they're crying and you know they're a little older not i'm not talking about like newborn stage but you know you can't find a solution why they're overtired most of the time it's they're overstimulated yeah they need a nap yeah 
Well, and sleep is so important for their brains. They really need to sleep those 12 yeah, hours it's, it's crucial. crucial and then the naps during the day or at least 10 hours i think is normal too at night for it's so crucial children. for for kids yeah. i mean it's crucial for adults can you imagine yeah. for little ones oh one hour God. seems like three hours to them yeah so okay so i'm going to ask you how can people get a hold of you mitzi to hire you or just ask you some questions what's the best way um so you can get a hold of me by my instagram which is um good question i forget it all the time <laughs> oh my god how dare you uh so how it's mitzi underscore doula m-i-t-z-y yes. underscore d-o-u-l-a yeah that's how you spell that weird word i think they should change the name from doula to like birth expert or baby ex because doula, doula just sounds like something completely like what is that like it medieval or something doula. stupid yeah like stool like, or <laughs> a doula or it sounds like an italian <laughs> mafia thing like yeah a little intimidating there doula. <laughs> let's do this yeah right i'm gonna <laughs> knock this doula <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, and also another thing Mitzi's great at is supporting you in breastfeeding. Nobody talks about the goddamn nightmare and the part-time job that is breastfeeding, especially the first time around. It's so helpful to have somebody. I know there's lactation consultants and those are great too, but Miss Mitzi will come in and show you how to do that. And I think you've helped me work out a few clogged ducts. Oh, <laughs> in the middle I remember. Of the night. Yeah. Um, and just have yeah. someone who... Like in the middle of the night when you're doing those feedings, brings the baby to you, you can feed the baby and then she'll take the baby away and you can sleep, you can pump in the night and she would come and, and take my milk in the sleep night. Sleep with teeth and know your baby, if, if your baby needs anything, he's gonna be comfort, it's done. Yeah. you know, by you, so. I love it. I love you, you do. And I'm so thankful that we got to have you. Oh, how far in advance should people be looking for their doula? You know, I like to tell my people um, to, right away because we get booked up fast that's the thing guys get on it if you're pregnant and you're yeah. like in your end of like you're in the second trimester and things are good you have the green light for your doctor fucking don't look for the wait doula then. because yeah. then what happens is you're you're feeling great or you're it's something in the back of your head you don't want it really think of because everything is so scary or you don't want to think about it at that moment yeah but you then, finally feel good for the first time yeah, weeks. yeah. but don't forget you know once you get to your third trimester it all becomes so real <laughs> and then you're looking last no. minute for a doula and then we're all booked they're all booked uh, it's like i'm over here last minute trying to find ways where i can help you but if i'm booked i mean of course i'm going to help you out i'm going to send you somebody sure. that you know i trust and love but they might be booked themselves yes so uh, that don't i know and i also too a little hot tip if you're preggers do your baby nursery in the second trimester yes. do not yes. wait until you're as big as a whale and tired in your third and you're not going to want to put a crib together when you're oh. <laughs> when you're like no. 35 weeks pregnant do that shit in your second trimester you might start getting back pains yeah. or start feeling just so lazy and just don't want to do anything you gotta just you want to get everything out of the way so you don't a hundred percent thank you miss mitzi sanchez find her on instagram at mitzi underscore doula d-o-u-l-a if you're in the la area i highly recommend this woman she will come in especially if it's your first baby even if it's your second your fourth hire this woman or somebody else i don't know to help you you need as much help as you can get and i used to feel really guilty um about hiring people oh. um and then i realized like 
it's kind of ideal because it's better than family sometimes. Like I don't have yeah, the family. Yeah, that's true. And um, why not pick your family? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Why not? And pay them. And now they do shit the way you want and you're not <laughs> fighting. And I can tell you to get lost. I used to sit there and listen to my dumb stories in the kitchen at two in the morning and laugh at me like, it's great. Hire the help. Hire the help. Hire. Because you would ask your, your grandma to babysit, right? If yeah, not... I mean a nanny or don't feel guilty about that stuff moms i know we're told that we have to do everything and you're superwoman no you're not if men were moms they do the same shit yeah it's Babies a relief you're mom. actually helping yourself and everyone around you yeah your baby yeah do yourself a favor because you're fucking happy do yourself a favor yeah. and hire a doula all right any other um do you have any last thoughts to share with the audience before you go i know you have a baby to tend to you have a newborn right now that you're oh. working with a friend i won't say who but uh, we referred yes. you to a very good friend of ours yes just had their baby like two weeks ago uh a week and a half yeah yeah and he's thriving and he's, yes it's so cute how's he sleeping so cute you wouldn't even know there's a baby in the house i hate i mean <laughs> god damn it one of those he's huh? so cute though and the first one usually the first one's a monster <laughs> my first one was a mad a mad lunatic and the second one was chill yeah so but you well, don't notice he's, he's chill and he's eating and he's okay yeah he's Good. so cute and you know i just tried to soak up the time mm. that i have with him because the baby newborns are only awake for just such little time that when no. they are awake i just like you know i don't want to i don't want to overstimulate them either but i just i enjoy that time when they're awake you're yeah. like how you doing baby come on right. it's just, wake up you <laughs> You teach them about death metal and stuff. Back <laughs> up. Yeah. Okay. Um, going back to what yes. you, what we started when you you know mentioned what is a doula? Yes. Whatever way you choose to go about your birth plan, if you do, if you are a person that wants to have their baby in the river, a lot. Of, I know some or, crazy bitches that did. I have a friend that had a baby in her living room. Listen, uh, two months ago. I will in support in what you know support whatever way or form you want i mean of course if it's you know safe of course it has to but but whatever way you want i will be whatever it is i will be there to and support. so you monitor and make sure the baby's okay and if there if there needs to be medical intervention oh, of course i mean yeah. i i don't recommend for it not you know if there needs to be medical intervention, then that's the best is to be closer to the closest you can to a hospital. Oh, of you course. You never know, but, and you don't want to think that way, but at the same time, you need to be realistic. Yeah. So. So. It just can't be that, Craig. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to rein that in. <laughs> What's the weirdest birth you've heard of? Maybe not attended, because I don't want to rat out any client. I don't want you to <laughs> speak ill of a client. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've heard of? You know what? Uh, <laughs> any bur any water? I've heard of people doing it in the ocean. Is that real? Oh, oh my goodness! Well, when I took my training for the doulas, we we watched some pretty intense videos <laughs> that people would actually go out to the ocean with yeah. the dolphins, just swimming around them and have the. Um, I, I don't I, I don't know about that. Is that like, even safe? I, Mm, doesn't, I, doesn't the salt water get in your it's not sanitary the that's a open i, I mean i wouldn't recommend there. that <laughs> oh my god so, oh here we go here's the from your mom's house we had this woman do you want to play oh. that in the top here here take a listen to this bitch mm -hmm. 
Listen to this, Mitzi. You're going to die. You seen a lot of these? You have? Oh, the video. Ugh. <laughs> Epidural, bitch. So, Christina, science. What, you don't need to suffer. Here? What's happening over here? Huh? What's happening over here? What's happening over here? Yeah, in this video. This bitch is oh, crazy. It, What's happening in the video, Mitzi? She's probably crowning, which means the baby is like right there, and it's, you know, it's right having there. some strong contractions. Yeah. Well, what's happening here is this guy is disgusting. <laughs> what's happening here is this guy's intense eye contact. Does he really have to stare at her like that? He needs to give her the fuck me eyes. During, He's looking at her like, hmm. like she's a pork chop. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, dude? Give her some space, bro. If that were Tom, I'd be like, get away from me. Get the fuck out of here. Isn't he too close? He's too close. He's looks concerned but yeah, really he's not doing he's disgusting <laughs> i hate him i hate both of them so much <clears throat> all right mitzi thank you so much for coming you're welcome um, thank you you're for the having best. me we missed you we miss you and please move back in oh i i would love to raise my children okay no problem <laughs> <laughs> mitzi sanchez i missed you guys I so know. much it's so. the worst come back Aww. all right i love you i love you guys thank you okay thank you where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's at